As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Women have been giving birth for centuries, so it's a pretty natural experience, right? Wrong. I'm Stephanie King, professional doula, childbirth educator, and the creator of the My Essential Birth Course, the online childbirth education course that's helping women everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. Today's culture would have us think that birth should be treated like an illness or an emergency, and that most of us need other people telling us what's best for our bodies because we aren't the experts. So sit tight, because if you're tuning into this podcast, you'll probably start to believe in your body, your intuition, and find yourself empowered and confident to do what it takes to have the birth of your dreams. If you like listening to me take you through these weekly topics step-by-step, then you're going to love the My Essential Birth course. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and definitely head over to myessentialbirth.com for the free downloads mentioned right here in these episodes and to join the birth course and community full of pregnant moms just like you. I have to add a disclaimer that I am not a medical professional and I cannot provide medical advice. All of the information expressed in this podcast are based off of personal, professional, and educational experiences and are my own opinions. Please work with a provider you trust for medical advice during your pregnancy and birth. All right, it's time for that reviewer of the week. This one comes from Twin Alex, and she says, game changer for a first birth. For my first pregnancy, I really didn't research or plan for a birth at all. I just figured my body would know what to do. I ended up with a C-section and here I am planning a V-back with my second and love listening to this podcast. I find it very informative and it's really helping me to be knowledgeable stepping into my next labor slash delivery experience. I feel much more prepared and therefore at peace with whatever will come my way for this next delivery. Thank you, Twin Alex, for your review. And I can relate to you 100%. If you guys have been here for a while, you know that my first was born by a cesarean. Not much planning, just a lot of hopeful, willful, I'm going to do this the best way I know how. And it didn't go so great. So you were in the right place. Um, Whether you are a first time mom or a mom of many, you are in the right place to learn exactly what you need to learn to prepare for pregnancy, birth and motherhood. So today, you guys, I have Cassidy Eisenfeld. Am I saying that right? Your last name? Eisenfeld. Eisenfeld. Yes. Eisenfeld with me today. I found her on Instagram. I don't know. I was just goofing around on Instagram and I came along her um, Instagram, which is Let's Talk Baby wearing. And I'll give you all that information in the show notes and at the end of the episode as well. Um, But she is a mom to littles and I'll let her introduce herself in a moment, but she carries her babies everywhere and she does it so cute and she makes the best videos on Instagram. And so you guys should all go follow her and all of her things. Um, But I want to talk about baby wearing here today because I know this is a topic that um, is near and dear to my heart because I didn't really get good information until too late to be able to do it. And I want to be able to share that with other women. Um, But also, you guys, this is just kind of the next step after having our babies. You know, we talk about breastfeeding and baby sleep, but really like 
how are we going to take care of and keep our babies near us in order to just move around the house or do our, our everyday things. Um, so, and too, I think it's really nice to know that you don't have to put your baby down in the carrier or put them down in the bassinet unless you want to. They're, you know, you can carry them around with you, you can keep them close, um, continue to have that skin to skin, breastfeed all day long excuse me, breastfeed all day long, all of that good stuff you can still experience while you are baby wearing your baby. So since she is a baby wearing educator, and I'm going to put you as an expert because legitimately that's what you are. Um, she's going to talk to us about all things baby wearing today. So Cassidy, will you take a moment and introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Cassidy and I'm a mom to three kids. I've got a one-year-old now, which is crazy. <laughs> and then a three and four-year-old who you may occasionally hear in the background. Um, And yeah, I am a baby wearing educator and I kind of fell in love with it because I went a little crazy in the postpartum period was my first uh, just feeling like I was stuck to the couch all the time. And I desperately needed to get outside and get moving. And once I learned how to baby wear, it was like all the pieces kind of fell in line and I felt human again and... So that's why it is such a passion of mine. Yeah, you bring up a great point, actually. And that is kind of that postpartum time. You know, one of the first things we talk about when it comes to like postpartum mood disorders, um, and it might seem counterintuitive or like not like it's not going to be as helpful enough as you want it to be. But I'm always like, what does your sleep look like? You know, have you are, are you drinking water? Are you eating healthy? Did you get outside in the sun for 20 minutes today and move your body? And that's a yeah. huge thing. And when you're talking about having a newborn and feeling it's true, you feel like you were like stuck to wherever you're at. And it's really easy to just stay inside because it's easy. Um, so will you talk a little bit about that? Did you have like some postpartum mood stuff maybe? Um, or what was it about that being able to get outside with your baby that really changed things for you? Well, when my birth, I had pretty severe tearing. And so I was in a lot of discomfort and moving in general really hurt. Um, mm. And so I was kind of confined a little bit. Um, but within three or four days, I was like, I, c- I can't take this anymore. <laughs> and then I felt like I'm holding this fragile little baby because my baby had reflux. All of my babies have had a reflux, but she had shoot really bad reflux. And so I'm holding her upright constantly. And I just, and then nursing, I was like, you constantly want to nurse. You want to be held upright. Like I can't do anything. And I was so scared of dropping her. And so I, I just had a lot of anxiety over keeping her in a safe position and being able to nurse her when she wanted to. And it just started getting to me and plus lack of sleep. I mean, that's really hard, but I think all of it kind of my biggest thing was I want to feel like me again and to feel like me again, it meant doing the things I normally do, which was getting outside hiking. Even if I wasn't hiking immediately postpartum, it was just going for leisurely walks, you know, outside. It just helped dramatically. And even inside the home, I remember I put her in a wrap And I made brownies. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can hold my baby. She's napping. She's happy. Or I can nurse her even. And I can make brownies. Like, I feel like (laughs) the, like, so cool. (laughs) Doesn't get any better than this. Like, literally, this is the best day ever. (laughs) Well, and especially with what you were making. I mean, I'm sitting over here like, yes, give me all the chocolate if I can make this while doing, (laughs) while hanging out with my baby. Yes, that sounds great. Oh, okay. So with that in mind, will you kind of list 
or, and I'm sure you talk to moms all day long. So you see a lot of this, but like, what are the benefits for moms that are listening? Maybe they haven't been baby wearing at all, or they're a brand new mom. Why is it such a great thing to be able to baby wear? What are some of those benefits? So there are a lot and I'm probably going to miss a bunch of them, but I will just go over a couple. Um, One of them is that you are getting that skin to skin. You can baby wear with like a lot of women, myself included. I would just wear the stretchy wrap as my shirt and I would tuck baby in in a diaper. So we're getting skin to skin all day long while baby's in that wrap. And then it can. So they've seen that it does help. Um, breastfeeding success rates, even if you're not nursing in a carrier. So just the act of baby wearing itself increases your chances of being successful. And that does not mean because most people like, well, that that's only if you are successful with breastfeeding in a carrier. And it's like, no, it's not. Um, Your chances of success increase whether you are able or want to nurse in a carrier or whether you take them out and nurse them, um, which is really cool for those who want to breastfeed. And then, you know, all of the cuddle, you know, the things that you get when you're holding your baby, you're still getting while you're baby wearing. So oxytocin and all of the positive hormones that you can get, um, those are all for you and your baby. Um, You're getting both of you are getting that. So it can reduce your, you know, cortisol, your stress levels. And that's beneficial for you and baby postpartum. And then that bonding time, you're having their face right there. So you get to see them, they get to see you, they get to smell you, like feel you, all of those things. And lastly, convenience. I mean, it's just, it is convenient um, to have them there and not have to worry, like my baby's screaming their head off because they want held, but I just need to do these things and I can't hold them too. So sometimes it was nice just to have that convenience factor of, they're on me. They're happy. I can do what I need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've seen, especially as you have more babies, I'm like, even the convenience of I have a hand free <laughs> or in your mm-hmm. case, I've got one on my chest and both hands are, you know, I've got a kid <laughs> on each one and here we go. Um, yes. So I think that that's super helpful. I remember even like, and we talked a little before the episode, like I had a very not good baby carrier for all of my babies um, that I used the same one and it was just awful and don't do it. But one of the things that I loved about it was even like when we were at the store and I had to use the bathroom, like they Mm -hmm. were just on me. I could just Mm -hmm. sit down on the toilet and take care of business and I didn't have to worry about where am I going to put my baby? Are they safe? Do I need to bring the shopping cart in here with me? And I loved that. So when you're talking convenience, yeah, it's all the little things that you don't even think about until it's time, you know? And it's funny Um, because that's like the number one comment I get. I'll do a wrapping video and everyone's like, well, now you have to pee. I'm like, so you go. (laughs) You don't have to take them off to go to the bathroom. In fact, it's way nicer because, yeah, where do you set them? And even if they're a toddler, like if they're just starting to stand and stuff, you don't want to set them on the bathroom floor or anything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's bathroom. Just spray them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's the best. Uh, With that in mind, what are some tips that you have for moms for safe baby wearing? How do you make sure that you're doing it right? And that because I I mean, not to get into the scary parts of things, but we've all heard those stories of like mom was baby wearing and baby stopped breathing or that, you know, they didn't their neck was in a bad position or something like that. So how can you make sure that you are baby wearing safely? So I think the biggest issue if you're looking at a carrier is ensuring that it's tight enough and especially with stretchy wraps this is like 
the most common thing that I see that people need to adjust is how tight they're doing it. Nobody wants to squish their baby. So they end up doing it so loose that baby is, you know, maybe it it kind of feels snug when they first put baby in, but then you start moving and all that slack moves to the front and then babies slump down, their chins tucked. So when you have a carrier, the, the first thing is making sure it's tight enough. And one of the things that you can do to ensure that it's tight enough is making sure that they are up at, they call it kissing height. But that means that when you tip your head down, you can kiss their head without straining your neck. You shouldn't Mm. be forcing your neck down because everyone's like, oh, my baby's at kissing level. It's like, (laughs) well, I mean, most of us can, you know, get down there pretty far, but you want them up nice and high. And that just means that your carrier is properly tightened. And then then you can also easily visually check them and see, okay, my baby is right here. Their face is completely clear. That is another thing, ensuring their face is clear. You never want fabric over their face. Um, And ensuring that their chin is not tucked down to their neck. And some babies really love tucking that neck. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of just playing a little bit and keeping their head up. Depending on how you wrap to when this is called a pelvic tuck, but basically you just either you can grab their little calves and gently push up on them or kind of scoop their bottom down under that helps get them in a position where they're not, they're more, they're better supported by your body and they aren't going to get in these weird, like, you know, positions where their heads like is to the side and, you know, potentially cutting off air supply. But I think in most of the incident reports that I have read on, you know, problems with baby carriers where a baby was injured, it's almost always that they were using it incorrectly because it wasn't tight enough. Mm. So really focusing on getting that carrier nice and snug. Obviously you're not squishing your baby, but you want it snug. It should fit like a, you know, a fitted t-shirt basically is kind of what they say. So where did you learn to baby wear or because at least for me, I'm like, I need to see this stuff up close or I need somebody like hands on me and my baby to show me like, no, this is how it's supposed to feel or look. So did you just kind of teach yourself this? Did you have like a mentor and how do you teach other moms to do that? As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. So I first started by teach myself through videos online, but when I was first doing this, it didn't seem like there were a lot that discussed so there, there were a few different channels on woven wraps, and then there were the companies would put out their own videos. And sometimes mm. those aren't very great. Um, yeah. <laughs> so 
I was just trying to like find all the tips and tricks and make it better. And then I actually um, started working kind of for with it was like an ambassador program with a baby wearing company. And I learned a lot through that. Um, They Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, you had your own Facebook group with all of the um, ambassadors or whatever. And there was a lot of discussion and like learning through that. And then I continued self-teaching and did some like free classes or even some paid classes. And then I did get certified with the baby wearing center of baby wearing studies, but that wasn't until last year. So very neat. So for new moms, where do you recommend? I mean, I know that they can follow you. I like if I were to baby wear my babies now, I feel like your Instagram feed alone would have tons and tons of information. Um, But what do you recommend from new moms? Finding a good source. And if you can do in person or a video. So like I do um, online consultations where it's a video like this and we go over stuff and I'm working on doing it in person here. But unfortunately, a lot of the baby wearing education in person has kind of been taken away. And so at the very least, being able to just talk to somebody online and kind of go over like some of those key things can be really important. And if you can't, finding a really good source of that has videos and discusses, you know, what's important. And that's the one thing that's hard on Instagram and why I'm also starting to do more on YouTube is a reel doesn't always give you enough time to cover everything. So they might see one piece and then like, oh yeah, I got this. It's like, okay, (laughs) but there's more to it. And so I use those to kind of hook and then also try to have the, you know, educational content as well. Oh, I love that. I didn't know you had a YouTube. So I'm definitely going to put that oh. below. And that'll be super awesome. So those are like more detailed, you go longer into them, like how to uh, do these things. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I don't have as many long form videos there. I have quite a few from like two years back. But that was all one specific carrier type. And now I'm working on slowly getting more and more of those up. Awesome. That'll be great. Um, Okay, that kind of leads me into my next question. And I know this is a loaded and tricky question. So you answer it however you'd like. (laughs) But I'm wondering what your top five baby carrier recommendations would be and why. Yes. When you're like, uh, with my hundred behind me, I can't answer you. I love them all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so and that's why I tend to do type of carrier. Um, over specific brands, but I can mention brands as well. Um, But like, it depends for stretchy wraps. Some people want something that's really stretchy in every way. It can be a little bit easier for people to figure out um, just because with a, so there's two-way stretchies and there's four-way stretchies. Two-way stretchies are going, you know, this way, you know, and horizontal they're and only listening. They're only going yes. up and down <laughs> up versus and down. up and down and side to side. Yeah. So like there are options that if you really love that four way stretch, I would look at, you know, the Boba or Beluga Baby is one of my favorites. It's more of a lightweight option, which is nice because a lot of people postpartum, their temperature is still working on regulating and a lot are extra overheated. So something like a Beluga Baby or Hope and Plum has a two-way stretchy that is really lightweight but supportive. So something along those lines can be really good. And then for ring slings, like that's another whole general category. But I 
I have one brand that I tend to recommend to most people, and it is Hope and Plum again. And that is because they're both size inclusive and their carriers are incredibly easy to use from the first time you use them. So I often recommend them as a ring sling option because a lot of ring slings, they can be really difficult to adjust when you first get them. And that's just going to lead to a lot of frustration and you're going to give up on it most of the time. It seems like that's how it goes. So I often recommend Hope and Plum ring slings. And then if you want a soft structured carrier, the Tula Baby ones are really nice. They are a, you know, a typical, they call it waterfall where the panel falls down over the waistband when you have it on and then you lift it up over baby. They have some great carriers. They are a bit more rigid. So that's one where I like to typically wait until baby's just a little bit older, um, just to be a little more comfortable for them and you. But there are also apron style soft structured carriers. And those ones are better for moms who've had a C-section or if you um, want something up higher on your waist that's not pushing down on your pelvic floor as much. And I really recommend the Happy Baby or the Sakura Bloom. Those are really fabulous carriers. And um, sorry, I'm kind of going on a rant here. (laughs) No, go for it. Moms are going to love this. And then the woven wraps, uh, Didymos carries some really great, they're Primas. Um, it's a, the Prima line is really great for beginners. And I would look at something that is like a lightweight to medium weight for a beginner. Those you're going to want to wash once and they will get a lot softer and then they are way more easy to use, but that is a really good woven wrap. And One thing that's nice about a woven wrap is you can keep using it as long as you want to. I mean, I could wrap my, um, you know, four and a half year olds with no issues and put her on my back with a stretchy wrap. It's nice and soft, but it only works for those first few months and you can only wear it on the front or hip. So, I mean, I can still use it with my year old, but that's because he's only 20 pounds. Um, You know, some one year olds are going to be 30 or, you know, more pounds and it's just not as comfortable. And then lastly, made eyes like you talked um, about, they are often so is it made eye or I call them my ties. So I'm over here calling them some drink name. You tell me how to pronounce it. So people used to call them a bunch of different names in the U.S., but we started referring to them as made eyes because that's how they're referred to in China. So, okay. Got it. So there, yeah, it's, it's a specific carrier type and it had a bunch of names, but one thing that the baby wearing community is trying to do is keep, you know, cultural, like that's a, you know, that's part of their culture or like an onbohimo is part of Japanese culture is that type of carrier. And so not shortening the names um, like people used to call them onbos or onbos or different things. And it's like, no, it's an onbohemo carrier. Um, just to give that respect to the culture that yeah. that has been a part of. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember going online, I was just looking at the name and I'm like, that is how I'm pronouncing that in this moment. But no, I've heard other women say different things. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, and the reason that I loved that one so much is I am a very tiny framed person. So I'm five feet. And all the other wraps that I was trying, you know, unless you're talking like stretchy or, or woven, um, but any kind of like soft structure, structure wrap, like I, it was even the Ergo Baby. 
the the length of my torso was too short for it. So it was uncomfortable. It didn't hold the baby right. It just was like this weird fit. And I'm like, no, like I was told this is supposed to like take the pressure off and be helpful. But the great thing about that wrap was when I put it on, because you like tie the top and the bottom um, and just the way that it fit, it like fit my body perfectly, even though I had this tinier frame. So I know people, different people are going to like their wraps for all kinds of different reasons. But for those that are listening and you're tiny, that was one that really did work well for me. And it sat so perfectly on the hips that it just like the weight distribution for my tiny frame was like awesome. And I was telling Cassidy before she got on, by the time I tried it on, it was with my last baby and he was three years old. And I was at a baby wearing thing because now I'm a doula and childbirth educator. And I was so excited. And I was holding him comfortably in this wrap for the entirety of the meeting. And I actually borrowed it and took it home just and I'm like, I know you're three, like, sorry, I didn't get to like wear you guys the whole time. And this is so cool. So I came home and I actually wore my five year old and my seven year old, like just to show that like I could wear them, you know, at that time, they're like more than half my height. But it was I was like, Oh, my gosh, look like it it felt so good. And it was something that I really wish that I would have had with them when they were a little bit younger. So yeah, it was a great wrap. Well, in most mid-eyes are that apron style waistband I talked about. And along with C-section moms, they are amazing for those with short torsos. Um, oh, and that's awesome. because they they just sit differently. Like you mentioned, mm. they just sit different on your waist. And if you have a true mid-eye, which so there are half buckles or, you know, some of them, they have a buckle instead of the wrap on the waist. Um, those are called a half buckle. And then you have the soft structured carriers that have an apron style. And that's kind of taking that mid-eye tie for your waistband and then adding shoulder straps for the top. Yeah. Um, So those all kind of fall into the same general category. Like they're based off of that same design, but that mid-eye is going to give you the most versatility. Like you mentioned, you can completely customize it to your body. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Um, you had talked about, okay, well, actually, do you have a favorite tandem carrier before we go on? Because I saw, I see you all the time with your little ones. You do hike a lot and all that. I'm assuming it's your husband that does all your videography for you or, or you have something standing there. Yeah. Um, anyways, and so you guys are always doing stuff where you're carrying the babies around you specifically. And it's just crazy to me to like, you'll put the first one on and get them all wrapped and you'll shove the other one around. And, you know, um, but you, I know like even some of your recent posts, um, within the last couple months, I've seen some different things for the tandem carrying. So do you have any recommendations for moms who are looking to tandem carry? Yeah. Um, there are some really great options if you want a, so one thing I do like is just having two soft structured carriers. That's my go-to most of the time, primarily because I have two kids of different ages always. And I like the ability to take, you know, my toddler off when they want up and down, up and down, and just be able to continue wearing the baby. Um, so that's one way that I do it. Cause a lot of the true tandem carriers, you cannot take off your back child without taking off your front child. Mm, Whereas if you have two soft structured carriers, you can, because you can put that second back carrier on second, which is really nice. Um, but if you had two that were the same age or, you know, that your two are going to be up for long periods, uh, the twin star is an extremely versatile tandem carrier. I mean, you can do two on the front, two on the hip, like two on the, you know, one on the back and one on the front. You can have each be their own individual carrier that, you know, two different parents can wear. 
And it's just a really incredibly versatile carrier. Um, but it is a little bit more tricky to figure out. Um, it has straps everywhere <laughs> and you have to line them up. So it can be a little tricky for somebody to look at and be like, I get that. But um, <laughs> once you do get it down, it is so versatile. And I know a lot of twin parents that are like, this is the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> and then honestly, just like a woven wrap, if you get a long woven wrap, um, if you so with a woven wrap, you can begin back carrying a newborn. But there, there's a but you do want to know how to use the carrier first. So you want to take time and really figure out how to use it on the front when you can actually visually see your baby and you're going to you know, practice getting it properly tightened and everything, finding those different pieces of fabric. But if you are at a point where you're very confident with that wrap, you can put it on the back and have one child on the back and one child on the front. Or you can even tandem wear two babies on the front with your woven wrap. So those are a really great tandem option that um, you just need one piece of fabric and you can do a million different combinations of carries, which is nice. Yeah, that sounds really great. I know it's fun to watch you like tandem carry all your kids and go hiking. <laughs> I'm like, she can do it all. I love it. <laughs> um, what do you recommend for moms that are pregnant right now? Thinking about carriers, is this something they need to wait until after they give birth to look into? What do you recommend? I would definitely look at them while you're pregnant. And if you can go try some on, even just feeling the fabric, there are some carriers that you look online and they look amazing. And then you get them in person. You're like, that's not what I expected. That's quite rough. <laughs> um, so having the option to go try things on and there are it's a little bit more difficult nowadays to find. There are some cities that have carrier libraries, which is really awesome. You can go try on as many as you want. Or if you don't have that option, a lot of towns have, you know, a consignment store for babies or, you know, kids or parenthood. Like, so just going into those, a lot of times they'll have a variety of different carriers and A, you can get them for less expensive, but B, you can try on a bunch of different options and see what, even with a belly, I mean, you can get an idea of, okay, this is going to work on my body or not. And also, do I even like how it it feels, you know, even the shoulder straps or something, because some have quite wide shoulder straps, some are going to have more narrow. So I would definitely recommend um, trying if you can, and if not, looking at videos and, you know, seeing what type of carrier you're like, okay, I, I like the idea of wrapping or I don't want to wrap. I want something that just put baby in and snap it, you know, together. <laughs> yeah. So. Where, where do you recommend um, if people do want to do this in person, how do they find somewhere to do that? It's kind of a Google search right now. Um, I wish there was a database of, you know, even just in the US, I think there was a database of, you know, carrier libraries in different cities, mm. but I believe that organization is no longer, unfortunately. So Google search in your area, or um, if you look on Instagram in your city, sometimes you'll find a baby wearing educator and sometimes baby wearing educators also have a library. 
Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I was thinking of like Facebook groups um, that have to do with birth and stuff too. Sometimes there are local like baby wearing Facebook groups and same Mm. thing, even if they don't have a library, which often they do, but if they don't, you can reach out to the moms that are within that group or educators and just ask around. I feel like moms, especially like baby wearing moms, I feel like it's the same with cloth diapering in a different way, but they're super excited to like share knowledge and information and like let you try stuff. That's why I said cloth diapering in a different way. Cause we're not going around yeah. sharing diapers, but we will show <laughs> them off to you in person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, that's that awesome. is a very good point. Cause Facebook groups are a great way to do it. That's actually how I got a lot of my carriers to start was. Oh, awesome. Know, getting used being like, uh, I'm an educator. Can I please like have, you know, a carrier that you're no longer using and don't need so that I can, you know, figure out how they work. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, so I know I asked you for your top five favorites. What about some budget-friendly options for parents? So new moms or, you know, just things are really tight, but they want to be able to baby wear. Do you have a couple, maybe even like your top three that you think would just be so good for any mom? So this question's a little tricky in that most of the time I'm going to recommend a gently used carrier over what most people would pick up in Target or there are some good carriers at Target. Don't get me wrong. I just find that most people, you know, if you want to spend 50 bucks, gently used carrier, I would get a gently used carrier. You're going to get a significantly better carrier, probably in really great condition. And you and your little one are going to be significantly more comfortable and it likely so that's one thing. Some of the narrow-based carriers that are really inexpensive, there's not a lot of data on whether they cause hip dysplasia. Like we've kind of determined that they likely don't cause hip dysplasia, but we are seeing a lot more like loose hips that are affecting primarily women in their, you know, even mid to late 30s and stuff where they're starting to have issues with their hips. So it's possible that you know, having your baby, especially if you're wearing for long periods of time in a narrow based carrier, it could cause, you know, some issues with their hip development and, you know, problems down the line if you're doing it for longer periods of time. And also the biggest thing is it's just not going to be comfortable for you as the wearer. Having that, you know, baby's hips spread out, not only is it, you know, developmentally better for them, but it also is much more comfortable in your body. So, There are some inexpensive, like there were some really great inexpensive carriers. There was actually a Medi that Infantino made and it was fabulous, (laughs) but they stopped making it. So (laughs) um, you can still find them often on Facebook Marketplace and stuff, sometimes even free. So if, you know, if somebody's looking for a Medi carrier, that's one that they could do. Um, I'm trying to think of like budget friendly. I think the biggest budget friendly carrier that you could do that is brand new is a stretchy wrap. Um, I even have some on my Amazon. I think it's called Max and Sew. I believe that's what it, the brand is. Like they're 30 bucks or something, but I, I have it and I've used it and it is a nice stretchy wrap. So, so what do wraps typically go? Like what's the range of price for wraps? For a stretchy wrap, typically... I've seen them as low as 15 to 20 bucks, but I don't know if I'd use those. 
Yeah. Um, some of them look a little bit sketchy with who's selling them. And also you don't then necessarily know what the fabric is and stuff mm. and how mm. secure if it's been safety tested. That's one potential issue with some of the Amazon sellers is they're not tested. Um, but so typically the ones that I'd recommend are from 30 to like 80 bucks. But they do have that shorter time frame where you're going to want to use them. Yeah. Like I said, I could still use it with my year old, but I'm not going to use it as long. So, yeah. So what, what would you say is a range of just like all the kinds of wraps that you use price wise? Like, so from 30 to, is it really crazy? Is it so different? 30 to six, $700. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I did not expect you to say that. Wow. though are under 200. Okay. That's crazy. Which ones are over? Like, what do they do that is so magical? I have to know. Um, So it's either going to have, you know, fabrics that are just expensive to use, like cashmere, or it's going to have leather detailing. Um, Some of them are hand woven. So it's a small shop that is hand weaving all of the Mm. fabric. And then they put that into a carrier. Or if you buy a hand woven, I mean... Some of those are three, four thousand dollars. I don't have any of those, um, wow. but the price can really range. Okay, got it. I like the thirty to two hundred. I'm going to aim yeah. for there. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, anything else that you think would benefit moms or that they should know before we jump off here? Knowing that around three months, your baby is going to act that like they don't like the carrier. That is mm. completely normal. And it's normal for a few different reasons. The first, your baby is at a stage where they developmentally are trying to learn to roll. So whether they're in the carrier and on your body or they're on the ground, they are learning to roll, which means they're going to be pushing away from your body and trying to turn their body. Now, a lot of people interpret that as my baby hates the carrier or my baby wants to face outward. And that is one of those things where facing outward at three months is not safe. And I would not recommend that. Um, It just puts your baby at a much higher risk of positional asphyxiation. And also, I just got to add this, but don't ever let, I see this so often, don't let babies sleep facing out, no matter how old they are. Um, That unfortunately has resulted in babies dying and it's silent. It's positional asphyxiation. Like you can be looking at the back of their head and, you know, holding onto them and you have no idea. So if your baby is getting drowsy, face them in. But that is one thing. A lot of parents give up on baby wearing because their baby starts going through that developmental stage around three months and they're going to be practicing straightening their legs. They're going to be practicing rolling away from you. And it might be we're like, okay, this is a phase where we do less baby wearing or it can also be a time where you put them on your hip, like you just, you know, shift them slightly off center so that they can look around more and kind of have that movement. Or it's just like, okay, let's go for a walk and you can kind of, you know, get out your crazy, like trying to move around and, you know, have a little bit of the fresh air and distraction to help. But that is something that I wish I'd known. And I mean, I obviously didn't give up on baby wearing, but I was like, this is so frustrating sometimes. Yeah. And so knowing that going in, though, can be really helpful. Okay, I did think of one more question. Um, How about clothing? 
to wear for being able to nurse for being comfortable while you're baby wearing. Now you mentioned like with the, um, the one wrap that you were talking about, I was it the, not the woven, the, um, stretchy wrap that some women just use that as their top option. So they wear nothing under that. And then it's easy to breastfeed and all, all that. Um, is there anything else that you can think of as far as like, it's too hot or too cold that makes things really comfortable for mom and baby, easy to breastfeed? Um, I'd say going with less over more. Like I think a lot of people think it's cold in here. So I'll put a sweater over me and then put baby on me. And then you can't take those layers off. Um, it's always best if you could have you and baby as close as possible. And that means as few layers as possible and as light of layers as possible, and then put stuff over both of you. And always remembering that that carrier is a layer for your baby. Mm. So like if, you know, I have on a tank top or a t-shirt or even, you know, I have on a really light shirt right now and then baby has on some light little clothes and then I put a big cardigan over both of us or a baby wearing sweater or baby wearing coat or those types of things. That's I really love the baby wearing sweaters because you can just pull it on and off both of you. <laughs> no, those look so fun. You have them. And what's is it latched mama? Yeah, that, they have yeah. a lot of nursing clothes. They have clothes so and... much fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Is that what you wear like underneath too? Or do you just do like a spaghetti strap kind of thing? Or you just wear like clothes that you can easily pull down? I prefer nursing clothes overall. I have done just like a nursing tank or something underneath. Um, I did that for a while. But then once I discovered Latch Mama's nursing clothes, <laughs> I mean, that was like my, I'm going to save up and get myself this shirt or this sweater yeah. or whatever, because they awesome. were, they're also so soft. I like clothes that are going to be soft against your baby's skin. So yeah. that's another yeah. factor. I want soft. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Cassidy, for your time and for your knowledge today. I really appreciate that. Will you tell everyone where they can find you and get in touch with you and get all of your knowledgeable information? Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook at uh, letstalkbabywearing.com. And then if you do need to get a hold of me at let's talk baby wearing at gmail.com is where I'm most likely to see your message. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cause you've got quite a few followers on there, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't stay up with yeah. messages, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I enjoyed this. Thank you for having me. That's it for this week, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications first as I drop new episode every week. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for all of the free downloads mentioned here and to join the birth course and community serving pregnant moms just like you. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, I would love it if you would take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and include one at the beginning of each episode. See you next week.